Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David. With me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, welcome back, everybody, for another fun-filled episode where there will be lots of Star Wars and and wars and star and laser swords and stuff. Spaceballs, yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've ever really thought about like just doing sort of like a sort of a spoofy episode with Spaceball, like a Spaceballs review, have we? Just find some obscure like fan fiction novel, tie into the movie and act like it's a real movie or book review. Well, there there is um, there is one called Fanboys, which I think is Star that was Wars actually movie. really funny. I like yeah. that. Yeah, so it wouldn't be impossible. Yeah. Well, they actually get, I think they actually got into the Lucas Ranch for that movie. Yes. Yeah. They might have just recreated it, but I thought they actually got in for it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh, boy. Well, if last week was a filler episode, this week is just a shot in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's okay. We have those from time to time. I mean, we are about to be really structured for three months so i suppose we could have some easy ones yeah no doubt um this week we we do have a a couple little little tiny pieces of news little reese's pieces of news um reese's pieces of news yeah another piece candy yeah piece candy piece candy um but we are going to talk a little bit about force unleashed the force Mm -hmm. unleashed finally (laughs) <laughs> yes, we've been talking about this for a while, talking a little bit about Star Killer, and um, we just never really have. And I just noticed that the room I'm recording in is way more echoey right now. Wow, it is echoey. <laughs> <laughs> more importantly, is my camera less potatoey today? Same potato, same potato. Same channel. potato. I don't okay. know. I mean, I, I to be honest, I don't really remember. I think it looks a little better than the last time, maybe. Does that make I you think, feel better? I uh, think just, well, I just wondered because I had it a little bit further away last time. Oh. And I don't know how far this camera can actually pick up decent quality. Well, it's, so. it, it also could be like a lighting thing too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but you, you can just pick up like a cheap, like Logitech uh, camera anymore, 1080p, and they work pretty darn well. I mean, that's what I have. I just have a little... 1080p Logitech webcam thing that I do the zooms with, you know, that I capture our zooms with. So, and that, that seems to work out. Okay. Yeah. That, I, I prefer that personally. Cause I mean, those cameras are kind of janky in laptops. You never know when one's going to go out. So it's just kind of better to have that on standby anyway. So it is kind of interesting. Well, I, I guess not really, because I mean, like, how many people with a laptop really need to have a a camera in it? I guess now a little bit more because everyone does Zoom calls. Uh, okay, yeah, true, 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 true. But that's only been like the last couple of years, so I think quality probably will go up because of the need for better cameras and laptops. Maybe I always just use my phone. Not there yet. When I work from home, I use my phone yeah. for Zoom meetings and stuff like that. Well, there was actually a couple of 
our recordings, I used the phone again, mm-hmm. which ironically said the picture quality looked better. I think so, And yeah. that's going from like a, probably at the time, a $800 high-end laptop to a $200 phone, and the camera and that's better. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, the camera is used as an actual camera nowadays, so. Yeah, it's more required. <sighs> it is more required. Yeah, fun, fun stuff. Fun stuff that all you guys really care about while you're listening. Oh, yeah, so anyway, how's your week been? <laughs> uh, not too bad. Saturday, I spent a little time getting some house projects done, got the crib built finally, and mm. fixed some doorknobs. Mm. <laughs> Run through this issue, like, just the age of the house, all the doorknob, like, the core inserts are starting to shear off because they're plastic. Oh, So really? the door will, like, get sticky for a couple days, and they'll just completely break. And then I'll just have to take the screws out to get the door out if I don't catch it in time. So cheap doorknobs, huh? Yeah. Well, probably original, and it is an uh, '80s. So yeah, I <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been going around just trying to replace them as I need them, but I'll probably just have to drop the 200 bucks and replace them all at this point. I'm getting tired of having to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, you can go just to Lowe's and get a you know, a pack of 10 and it's not that expensive. It's not $200 expensive. It's actually yeah. pretty cheap. You know, I, cause I, I've, uh, <clears throat> I did that, you know, for, for my house, which, uh, is why it's so darn echoey in here because like everything's like gone. <laughs> like I'm right. I'm pretty much like sitting on, on, uh, nothing, nothing really. It's just mainly my desk and no books to catch the, uh, the audio. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean the bookcase is gone. The uh, the stuff that was up on the walls, which does reflect sound. I mean that's that's a plus of actually mm-hmm. hanging stuff up on your wall. It will make it less echoey. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I've I've pretty much uh, no, I have literally gotten rid of all my furniture pieces because that was part of my thing. I'm just getting rid of all that and we'll start over fresh. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally down nice. to the down to the end. I will tell you a terrible story though. It was not funny in the moment. I was actually quite angry, honestly. So I sold my treadmill, mm-hmm. and when I bought it, it was in pieces. So I put it together in this room. Well, and you probably said the same thing everyone. Else says, well, I'm never moving that again. Well, I didn't think about it. I was like, ah, I can get this out of here. Well, it's not that simple. On the model I had, if it would have, it basically had these two little metal, uh, I guess, support feet that are like under the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the actual uh, belt thing. So the belt thing does come up, but you still mm-hmm. have these two feet. Well, it would not go through the door. One, the treadmill in itself was too wide, and I couldn't get it through. So I'm, I'm, I'm just doing this on my own. Like girlfriend's getting ready to come up, but I'm just trying to get you know stuff done. And I gouged the wall, which I I have now patched and, and which you fixed probably up. just painted. No, 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 not that one. But uh, but no, I it, I gouged it like twice. I left some. Um, you know, some scratches on the floor, which I, which I've also fixed. Uh, and then I got so angry. I pulled a, a, you, I pulled a thing that you did. <laughs> did you punch a TV? No, 
just the wall. <laughs> I, I didn't even mean to. I, I, I straight up like Bruce Lee, like one inch punch this thing to wha And I was like, oh, ah, crap. That actually, ah, dang it. That did damage. So, so I, I, I patched that up the other day and, and that's fine. Um, no, I, I've, I've actually been on quite a tear, but yeah, no, that I was, I was very, very angry and super sweaty. And the people arrived as I was like, just getting it out in the garage and like trying to reassemble it. <laughs> it was terrible. And it was like this, it was like, the, I don't know this, I, I would guess younger ish girl uh, and her dad with his big trailer. And like, I'm trying to explain as I'm trying to hurriedly <laughs> assemble this, it's like, okay, so if you want to uh, shift the belt over, you have to take the special tool and put it in this. And 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 Ashley told me later, it's like, yeah, I was watching her, and she was just nodding her head, and then she looked over at her dad, and he's like, do you got that? He's like, yes, I got it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was nice. that that was uh, absolutely terrible. That was a terrible moment. Um, but no, everything is largely patched up. You know, I, I fixed the light in the kitchen. I fixed the fan and in the uh in the master bedroom that hasn't worked since i bought the place but i never cared much about it it wound up only being a switch it was just a bad switch so, oh really yeah and it was <laughs> it was that there's another weird story so we were going to bed and she went to the bath in the bathroom to whatever and i just heard this sound start up and i was like what the hell is that sound the air kicking on it's like it's already cold in here and I, I get, it was like, I get up and I go in the bathroom and the fan's running. It's like, I have never heard that fan run once since I've lived here, five years. And she's one of those flip light flippers, everything. Ha- she will flip every single switch on. Even if you don't need it. When she enters a room. <laughs> and somehow she had just hit it just right to where it, it engaged. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was just about to replace that fan and I would have replaced it and it wouldn't have worked because the switch was bad. So I replaced the switch and it's all, it's all good. So yeah, it's, uh, nice. it's something, it's something doing, doing all that sort of jazz. So yeah, nothing but home projects uh, for me as well. And I even took off Monday as well to, to get, to get, uh, you know, some stuff done, which is when I got the majority of that done. So that was, that was good. Right. Yeah, I, I imagine I'll have to take next Monday off, too. I got a couple of little things to get done. I actually, <laughs> impromptu, might be shopping for a car mm. uh, all of next week. I got an offer from a uh, dealership near you, uh, uh, Freddie, or not Freddie, a uh, Chevrolet dealership. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was where I bought it from, um, <clears throat> to buy my car. Uh, completely buy me out of the lease, and I'd only have... I'd owe like maybe 500 bucks. Oh. And I owe like 10 times that now to pay it off. So, <laughs> interesting. It was like one of those super sketchy, uh, handwritten, I say handwritten, but it was like mask, copy, paste your name. Yeah. I want to buy your car. Yep. Copy, paste the type of car things. I'm like, this isn't real. But I'm gonna call anyway, and it was. They, they actually are. <laughs> um, I've, I've had numerous ones on my, on my truck. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, th- those are real. Used vehicles, uh, it, they're harder to come by. Yeah. Uh, still, yeah. weirdly enough, still. Right. 
Which, that actually works out for me twofold, because one of my buddies got pretty much the same offer on his wife's Jeep, and because of that, they're both going in this frenzy of, oh, we both want to buy brand new vehicles, so he's going to be <laughs> selling his uh, 04 Camry, oh. so I might pick that up at a decent price, all right. Made an offer, seemed pretty decent. Good so. stuff, man. Yeah, I'll have the most generic cars ever between your Civic yeah. and that camera. Well, hey, there you go. Which a Civic was fun this weekend. I, I got battery acid poured all over my arm thanks to the Civic. What? <laughs> yeah, so the battery I, the battery light came on. Dude. Please. I checked it. It was charging okay, but um, it didn't explode. Calm down. It wasn't your, oh, it's so it wasn't dumb. your battery. <laughs> but uh, so I go to uh, Rule King because I just wanted to get a quick... In and out battery, cheap, just get it done and over with. They didn't have it, so I took it to Walmart, which Walmart has decent batteries. I didn't really want to go high end with like a Duralast or whatever. Sure. But I went in there, it's like $170 still for a <laughs> tiny little cheap yeah. battery. Well, that's, Everything's that's so expensive rough. right now. But uh I picked up the first one in the in the little display. It was from like January. And um I went to uh, purchased it. it was a sealed battery so I didn't think anything of it I tipped it for the guy to scan it well the negative post was busted like cracked at the base so it dumped battery acid all over my arm when I tipped it also oh, ruined so a pair of work it was the new battery that you were attempting yeah. to buy yeah oh and here's this God. like Walmart mechanic stereotypical mm. Walmart mechanic just covered in grease and just not all there. And he's just staring at me. He's like, well, you want to go get another one? It's like, do you want to get me something to wipe the battery acid off my hand? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want me to get battery acid all over your card reader? <laughs> so, And then I bought the second battery. And I got home, installed it. And I was still getting the battery light on. The battery off the shelf was only reading like 10 volts. It was low. So I had to charge a brand new battery. <sighs> I was thinking, it's like, oh, great, my alternator's going out or something. And I just, it's like, well, this probably isn't going to fix it, but I plugged in overnight to charge, and it's fine now. But this is why I want one new vehicle, because I can only handle stupid crap from vehicles from one. Can't do that with two. Yep. I think if I, I just see this scenario happening where, one car breaks down randomly, and for any reason, if the other one doesn't start, I might just go on a rampage and, you know, just shoot anything in sight. So I can't do that. I have to be safe. I gotta. I need to get one new vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say so. It is definitely worth it. I think um, once we get both of our houses sold and everything, you know, because she's been bumming around in a in an 06 or 07 Corolla. Mm -hmm. And while it still runs and everything, it definitely has its problems. And, you know, she wants a, she wants a Jeep. She wants one of those little, so she wants more problems. <laughs> yeah. She wants to be the, the most stereotypical white woman in the world with a Jeep and a German shepherd. So, a Jeep that isn't uh, like the Jeep you think of when you hear the word Jeep, though. Not a Wrangler. No, I, no, I, Wrangler, like four door. Oh, okay. Four door Wrangler, which I, I'm, I'm not. I, I want a two door Wrangler. Just, just. I'm a two door person too. I just want like an older two door Wrangler just to like tool around in town with, you know. I just want like an old '99. Yeah. I had one of those at work. We used as a utility vehicle, and that thing got anywhere. It was, 
they're the fun. Best plow vehicle. Yeah. And yeah, they are fun. They are fun. So maybe one day, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think once the house is sold, I'm probably going to go back on the whole commuter car kick, but this time I'm going to do it right. So in about a well, year, just to expect another car your way. <laughs> well, I say you could just buy the Civic back once I get everything finally fixed up. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. True, that poor. Well, well, don't go for a lease. Don't go for a lease right now because they are outrageous. <laughs> no, no, I, I figure I'll you know pull, pull together a little bit of money and just buy buy something that'll that'll get through for a little while and and you know see how it all goes goes around i just need something to commute with truck's still running fine yeah. just need a need a need that i want i don't need i want that yeah. commuter vehicle so i just want to get like a little brand new hyundai accent or something really <laughs> cheap and simple kia uh, what, what's the kia uh Forte is, is the that Kia Forte? One? I don't know. One of the yeah, those little Kias or whatever, which I actually don't look too bad. Yeah, and the both of ones. those brands have like the best warranty you could ever ask for. It's true. Like Ten year, hundred thousand mile powertrain. I mean, if they weren't if they weren't the prices, I would probably want to like roll in like a, a Toyota or something like that. Yeah, you know, because like Toyota, that's an investment. That's yeah, almost. I'd say an investment. It's still going down in value, but slower. Well, we gotta, we <laughs> gotta you pay for that. We gotta w- maintain these watch watch accounts, you know, that we have, right? You know, for for our fancy watches right. that we're gonna buy, you know. So yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to check my Bitcoin and see how it's doing. Oh, please don't don't <laughs> see look if I at, can buy a watch. Don't look at it right now. It, it it's creeped up a bit, and then it had a bit of a dip. Um, I didn't put a real money into it before everything started to tank. I think I only threw like 25 or 50 bucks in sure. it, so I don't care. <laughs> nah, man, to the moon, all of it to the moon. Good times. All right, have yeah. we yacked enough about our days and our lives and stuff, the days of our I life? think we bored everyone thoroughly. <laughs> we have that one guy telling us how stupid it is to buy a brand-new vehicle. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Probably in the comments. No doubt. <laughs> Making all the Ramsey people really angry right now. Gordon? Yeah, Gordon. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mean Dill Dave. Dave Ramsey. Good times. All right. Well, let's actually talk some Star Wars. So first thing uh, that I wanted to, uh, we didn't really talk about it beforehand, but uh, September 8th, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, which is going to be a behind-the-scenes documentary of the production of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm not going to lie, man. I actually think we, I, I, if, if you're cool with it, I might want to fit this in solely because I want to see their justifications. Yeah. I want to see justifications. I want to see some interviews yeah. with, you know, Hayden and Ewan together. Well, it's always a good time. there's that obviously, but I want to see kind of like their thought process and how they, if they have anything in the actual production of this, because like we pointed out, there were times when they just needed to do better from a cinematography yeah. angle. And I'd be really interested to see what they say on that. But yeah, any more with like Ewan and, and, and Hayden would be great. I assume we'll probably see some stuff with like with, with, uh, uh, Moe Singram, I conceivably, mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of our other, you know, our other characters. I'd imagine. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I think that that'll be a good one maybe to throw in, uh, just to, just to 
eh, just to have it. We did that with, uh, what yeah. did we do that with? Uh, we tried that with Mando. Mando, when it yeah. First came out. That was the first one to do. We did it up to like the Crate Dragon episode, I think. Well, they did it for like every flipping episode. It's like yeah. it was so unnecessary. <laughs> it needed to be like a two hour for the entire season. Dead serious, man. That there was there was some of those episodes. Like you finish the episodes, like how are you going to make an hour about this? How are you going to talk about this episode <sighs> as long as it was? Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely nuts. So we might jam that in uh, uh, at some point, although I will say our schedule is a bit tight. Um, when we look through here next week, we are going to be talking the Princess and the Scoundrel book, which mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, then we have Catalyst. Is it a book or comic? It's a book. The, it's a book. The Princess okay. and the Scoundrel. Yeah, that's a book. Then we have, we're going to do Catalyst, which is the Rogue One kind of prequel novel. Been looking forward to that, Mm -hmm. honestly. Same here. Then we have Rogue One. So this would be about the time when maybe we can fit that in. So I don't know. Do you want to try and fit in both of those or do you just want to leave it alone? Uh, We could. Realistically, though, we had some of our plans are kind of changing up because of announcements and we were thinking about doubling up on some episodes anyway. So we could always, uh, <laughs> replace one of our double feature, um, and or, and uh, bad batch episodes with that. Yeah, that's, that's also true. Uh, at any rate, we'll, we'll try and, uh, we'll try and get that in there, but to yeah. his point. Yeah. So we had this date and I guess it really wasn't necessarily based upon like, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm, but we had this, this whole date of September 28th for the release of Bad Batch season two. Mm -hmm. It looks like that is, you know, just being shot down and we're more than likely looking at maybe like, like an October, November type of release for season two of Bad Batch. Now, if they released it in November, I'm pretty sure that Andor would end sometime in November. Wasn't that what we calculated it out? Roughly. Yeah, I think so. End of November. Yeah. And then that we wouldn't have to double. Because I'll be honest, I don't really want to double up on anything. <laughs> I'd rather have it just centralized on either or, but whatever we yeah, have to kinda, do. Kind of could end up making us force our way through a really good episode of Andor just to talk about maybe a subpar episode of Bad Batch. I'm not looking forward to that happening. So yeah, of course we could always just make separate videos at that point if it's a really good week. Yeah, 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 meh. Not that I want to. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be that'll be kind of interesting, but it, you know. Leaked dates, leaked info, y'all know that that isn't necessarily always reliable. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it. But no no, uh, no bad batch uh, at the end of September, at least right. as of right now. I wonder if they'll make up for it by releasing three episodes in one week. Dude, I seriously hope they don't do that <laughs> crap. I think it's stupid. I I really have never been a fan of doing this. And I mean, my God, we have to watch three episodes of Andor. I don't want to binge three episodes of Andor. I just don't. It's kind of like, 
they could so they could so take a good example from Game of Thrones right now because House of Dragon just aired mm. and it's one episode per week and they're actually doing it at a weird time which I'm not a big fan of but it's like Sundays at 9 p.m. Yeah. Weird. That's it's a, just late that's enough where it's like I don't want to do that on a Sunday. I'm not into. That's typically the day I try to go to bed a little early to start the week off right with work and school and everything going on. But yeah, I don't know. I it's still better than getting three. <laughs> you you rush through content content so quickly and you just don't absorb it as well. Yeah, I think when you binge like that. Well, I'm 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 in agreement with you there, man. I I, I just I don't see the necessity in doing it. I it, you know I, I feel like they're trying to experiment with bingeability like do people want to see that it's like it's been overwhelmingly no like yeah it, it has been overwhelmingly no there i think that there really has been a shift to say look the binge stuff was good during the pandemic because we got all of our instant gratification but you know what as soon as you started doing it like you used to Doing week over week, this is kind of cool because it leaves you something to look forward to. Now, if your show's garbage, then it doesn't really work out that much. But if your show's quality, then it it, it sets uh, an expectation. It sets uh, like a fun little thing where you you get everything together. You plan and, it. Yeah, you, you plan might have it. Have a group out. of people that you watch it with every week. That's what we were. Yeah. Planning on doing. Uh, there were about six of us who were going to watch House of Dragon. Then we find out the time. It's like. Well, do we just stay a week behind? Do we try and make it Monday instead? None of us want to do that. But if it all dumped at once, then that wouldn't be fun. It just yeah. And Kenobi is a good example of that. I feel like when they did the two-episode drop, it was a good... They tied into each other well enough that the two-episode drop worked, but you're talking about a show that's six episodes. Yep. You dropped a third of your show... Andor's dropping a quarter of its show. What? Why are you in such a hurry? You know. Yeah, man. I I, I really don't know. I really don't know. And by the way, thanks for inviting me for the awesome news. I mean, it's, uh, uh, Sunday's your day. You know, you don't want to do anything on Sunday. No, I I, I honestly <laughs> don't, and I wouldn't have been able to anyway. But, um, but yeah, I I I just I did you watch House of Dragons? I haven't watched it yet. No, okay. I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't had any spoilers or anything like that. But uh, oh, really? That's surprising. I've seen quite a bit about it already. I don't look. Yeah, I legitimately just don't look at the stuff anymore. I, I I feel no I feel no real need, and because I've been so busy, I mean, I've legitimately been like every day busy uh, so far. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been looking up a lot of Game of Thrones here lately. Anyway, I think that's why I'm seeing it. Mm. Um, you know, read that they have three more series in the works, so I kind of Googled quite a bit just to research all that. So yeah, and that's then probably for, my fault, right? And then for those of you listening, we do have some friends who do a um, uh, Game of Thrones esque podcast called Bend the Knee. Uh, they've been running that for a long time. If you listen to some of the um, first episodes i was uh involved in those a little bit you know it was on that on the the podcast for a bit um but they've been running it and i'm i'm sure they're talking about it as well so check them out yeah. bend the knee i'm, sh I'm sure it's been kind of dry here the past 
year or so for him, so it's a good. They've time. been reading through the book. They've been doing like chapter by chapter uh, read throughs of the of the books, and then uh, doing what we used to do, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, nice. yeah. Although there's a lot more to dive into with a chapter of Game of Thrones than a chapter of Vector Prime. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it is a big fandom. It's yeah. quite a big, big fandom. I mean, I think you can do that with certain fandoms. I think Star Wars suffers a little bit from too much. I mean, with Game of Thrones, you're talking about one series. You're not talking about, like, all these offshoots. Although, like, there was the uh, one offshoot that I, I actually, in some ways, I like better than some of the books. But uh, Night of the, what is it, Night of the Seven Kingdoms, which is, like, uh, three stories about Sir Duncan the Tall and Aegon yeah. Tar- well, Targaryen. I think that's... I think that's actually one of the series in production mm, because that would be that's one really of the cool. that's one of the code names that they've uh, used at least yeah the the um, the, the Duncan Duncan egg uh, stories those were really actually really cool and and Aegon Targaryen at least that Aegon Tar- Targaryen was the one if I remember correctly lore wise I think he was, was Aegon the first right I don't remember which one but he was the one who. Um, Basically, uh, if I uh, let's see, he was basically burned alive along with like his court, and I think they were trying to like uh, hatch like a dragon egg, and yeah, and, and it yeah. was like whatever hall they were in burned down, so he was presumed dead. Although I don't think they ever confirmed confirmed that. And Duncan the Tall yeah. was uh, <clears throat> uh, what's what do they call the so the king of the king. Yeah, uh, no, he wasn't the, the hand- Kingsguard head of the Kingsguard. Yeah, wh- whatever that title was, but yeah, he was the head of the Kingsguard. So he's essentially um, the same as what like the Mountain would have been, or Jamie Lannister, or Lannister, or yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So or the old dude that we always forget about who died in the wrong place in the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's the podcast Game of Thrones. <laughs> anyway, so that that's secretly what we want to do, just switch over to Game of Thrones for I mean, dude, we could. We could start a Game of Thrones podcast. I don't care. Yeah. I'd talk about it for hours and hours and hours on end. Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> hey, the Am- Don't uh, tempt me with that either. Yeah, Amazon's got that. And that I don't know. Y- you know how these things go. The Amazon Lord of the Rings series, that's been, uh, that's, that's ran into some... Ring of power. Yeah, rings, is it ring or rings of power? Rings of power. That has been, that's had some tough, tough uh, reviewing going on recently. Yeah, that just aired, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? I don't think it's out yet. Oh, maybe it's about to come out. It's, it's like, I think it's close. I read something about here recently. Well, they, they released the soundtrack. Actually, that might be coming out like the 28th. I remember hearing something is about to come yeah. out the 28th. Well, anyway, we'll see how that show goes as well. I, I know that, you know, anyway, it's it's all a bunch yeah. of people. It's woke. It's not woke enough. It's, you know, it's this, it's that. Well, we'll see. We'll see what it is when it's September when 1st. It. Okay, there we go. September 1st. So we'll see what happens when we get it. I mean, I, I love Lord of the Rings. I, I love the books and I like the movies. Love the movies. The original yeah, Lord of the absolutely. Rings movies were cinematic masterpieces. Yep. But uh, 
We shall. And see. another show that's actually following the right release schedule. It's every Thursday. Yeah. 9 p.m. Doesn't change. I just hope it's good. <laughs> hope it's good. Oh, actually, that's a PDT, so it's uh, midnight for us. So Friday morning. Friday morning. Oh, okay. Interesting. Time zones. They're fun. Yeah. yeah. Okie dokie. So there we go. Let's actually... Oh, well, we have one more bit of news, kind of rushed through it, but uh, we have... Uh, I, I believe it's pretty accurate because it's on quite a few decent websites. StarWars.com has actually announced it. So um, we have an announcement for two Star Wars Jedi novels, which for those of you who don't know, the Jedi tagline is for the Cal Kestis story. Uh, I know the names have changed here recently, so it's kind of hard to keep up with. But this is uh, the first novel is going to be set in between the games. It's called Battle Scars. Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. This is on the official StarWars.com as well. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, you, you just said that's it, you just said from. several like good sites. It's like no, it's oh, yeah, on no, StarWars.com. Yeah, it's on StarWars.com. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Sam Mags. What is Mags. he doing? Sam Mags. <laughs> Yeah, this should be interesting. So, Battle Scars arrives March seventh, twenty twenty three. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually pretty exciting. I'm very happy to hear about this. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got looks like mainly comic stories. We have Tales of Villainy, Follow and Lead, The Princess and the Bog. Part one and two. Luke on the bright side. <laughs> Stories of Jedi and Sith is where all that's coming from. Okay. So, uh, oh, and apparently she was a writer for the, uh, or is a writer for the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Oh, interesting. So with storyboard and writing on that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Definitely looking forward to this. I think this is going to really push towards a potential series in the future, which I would be all in for. And I love Cal Kestis as a character. I think he revitalized Star Wars so much. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing a remake of uh, The Force Unleashed in the combat style of the Jedi series. I think that'd be pretty sweet. (laughs) It's about time to bring him back again. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the, some of the stuff, uh, when, when we actually get on the force unleashed, you know, the actual book, I, I will say though, it is kind of fun to play a game where you just have all the powers. Yeah. You, you are, it, it's Luke, Starkiller, Ray. That's your, that's your, uh, trifecta of overpowered characters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting. I, I think there's there's still a lot of room to uh, tell stories through video games or just yeah. bring out cool video games. Um, I wonder if a part of the reason they delayed Knights of the Old Republic is dealing with continuity and how much things could potentially change based on your choices. And trying to figure out like what would actually be okay to be canon. 
Well, seeing as how they typically do canonize most of this content. Well, the issue is all they have to do is, I mean, just remaster the darn game. Like, don't don't overthink yeah. it. Remaster both and put them in one game. Yeah, I mean, Honestly. just <laughs> boot it out for for PS Five and Xbox One, Xbox Box One, Three Sixty. And then just put it on the next-gen console. Make it look good. Smooth it out. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, man. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just remaster that that I think that ends up being a better start for bringing a series back than a hard reboot. Because look at uh, Spyro. They're actually talking about making a fourth Spyro now just because of the... Uh, reignited trilogy really? and that was better received than i think a fourth spyro would have been if they had just thrown one out there after so many years same with the uh crash insane trilogy mm. you know that that kind of greenlit making another game and a lot of a lot of games have been like that that's happened with like uh ratchet and clank when they rebooted uh sly cooper did a remastered trilogy of all the old games before they came out with a fourth so I don't see why they couldn't do that with KOTOR and then make a third one, you know, four or five years down the line, depending on time frame to make it, obviously. Yeah. And I mean, as long as they keep the quality up, because like Fallen Order was very well received. Absolutely. Which is saying something because, you know, there was so much crap behind um, Battlefront 2. Yeah. So like with that and, and I I, don't, I thought it was a fun game. I had fun. I just didn't pay to pay to win or anything like that. Yeah. But with with Fallen Order, I mean, it was very well received. Like people were like this is a fun game to play. The mechanics are challenging. It it, it tells a really good story. <clears throat> and I think that that's something that could easily be done again. Yeah. You could do other characters. You could do anything you want. You could do a flipping yeah, I mean, High Republic game if you really wanted to. Um, I, I don't want them to, but <laughs> I, 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 I get your point, though. There's, there's a lot of potential. It's, it's a bigger decision, more time-consuming, obviously, to develop one of these games, but uh, I don't know. I think it's worth it, personally. Yeah. It's a good way to delve into the medium. Some of these characters are just better as video game characters. I don't think we'd care as much about Cal Kestis's story if it hadn't been something we actually went through ourselves, you know. Very possible, yeah. That's that's very very possible. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, I will say this though, the video game community can be extremely uh, praising and it can be hypercritical. Yeah. So just make it good. Not everything for everybody, just good, solid (laughs) and not buggy, please. Yeah. No, hell. No Skyrim. Well, <laughs> well, buddy, you know, don't, uh, uh yeah, just, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we don't, uh, bugs. Yeah, we would never have bugs, right? 
Cyberpunk. Again, the day one patch for KOTOR three months before it releases. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> day one DLC, $500 worth right away. Oh, my God. <laughs> day one DLC. Horse armor. Well, horse, not horses. Horse, Star Wars. horse armor. That's a Oblivion thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't play Oblivion all that much. I actually tried... And I got a copy of it, <clears throat> and I got through, like, the the whole, tu- you know, well, not, like, kind of, like, in quotations, tutorial section, and then it just died, and it wouldn't let me go any further, <laughs> and apparently it was, like, a very, yeah. like, a very common thing to happen, so, anyway. Got to install those uh, bug-fixing mods, yeah. man. But I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought, like, the pack that had every Elder Scrolls game. I started with like the first one and about threw up looking at the graphics and trying to play it. It was so bad. Mm. Well, anyway, we've talked enough about video games. I think we need to actually get into our video game novel. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. And uh, you're you're more the expert than I am in regards. It's been quite a few years since I played this game. (laughs) True, true. But you, you, you did play it. You, you, you member, you member, I member. Okay, I member. You better. <laughs> so yes, the uh, Force Unleashed, the book, the game, the book, the book of the game, based on the thrilling video game that's about to release. I think that's what it says on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let let's say a couple things. I, I guess um, in the beginning here, I will say <clears throat> doesn't lend itself as well to a book for me. It's definitely yeah. like a, a video game <laughs> plot in a book form. So Yeah, and, and I kind of expected that going in. That wouldn't be amazing, but it is a, a cool story to at least discuss. Um, it's definitely a lot more fun to see it the first time around, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And I kind of forgot some of the plot points, to be mm-hmm. honest. Sure. So, so I mean... it. It, this isn't going to be like a huge review, guys. I mean, this was just kind of something fun to go through. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to go with characters first? Do you want to jump into the story? Or well, I think we. Uh, I, I think uh, just a brief summary of the of the core story. I think is in order, and then yeah, we can talk about characters because essentially what you're dealing with is the story of Star Killer, who was Vader's apprentice, the secret apprentice, secret apprentice. <laughs> That Vader, in quotations, killed because the Emperor found out about him. And then he brought him back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of was responsible for starting the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing major or anything. Yeah, nothing, nothing major. <laughs> kind of a big bombshell to put into a video game when you think about it. It's it's a little over the top It's like, oh, he was a secret apprentice to Vader He's like the strongest force user in his generation And he started the rebellion Yeah, definitely, definitely video game uh. And his (laughs) decoration in his house was what gave us our rebellion insignia Yeah, well, yeah, it was like his his sign or whatever Yeah, the house, the, the family Signia, yeah. sigil, I guess you would say. They took it. They took it from him. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean that's pretty much pretty much the, the main plot points, really. Yeah, espionage, double, triple, quadruple betrayals, and yeah. a lot of angst. Well, Vader <laughs> tests him early, sends him after mm-hmm. a couple of Jedi to kill, and we get Shock T again, and she dies for the tenth time. She just can't stop dying. Poor Shakti. She, uh, yeah, she does have, she has a, yeah, terrible, <laughs> terrible history there. Um, let's see. Now, his actual name's Galen, Starkiller. Galen Merrick. And he was taken as a boy. And it was kind of funny. I, uh, I saw a YouTube short. And it was like this, this kid. And he was like, oh, you, oh you, you killed everybody in the village, right? Yep, we took care of all the villagers. You left the baby alive, right? Like, no. I thought it was implied that we, like, kill everybody. It's like, ah, oh, are you kidding me? You killed the main character. Now we're going to have a half, a, half an episode of our series. And I was like, you know what? That is very true. You kill the entire yeah. village and you leave one child. And that one child walked the land. That's <sighs> funny. I saw a Clone Wars meme the other day. I should have sent it to you, but it was, uh, it was like a season one through three and then a season four through seven. Like season one through three, it's just a goofy animated old cartoon of a guy with a army helmet just being all dopey yeah and then season four through seven was oh my god he wasn't an insurgent it was a child what have i done (laughs) 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 but vader does realize when he's a child that he's particularly strong in the forest he actually uh basically takes vader's lightsaber from him at one point yeah it's like oh what does this do uh well he was strong in the force okay Dealt with the kid. <laughs> Boy. But uh, we, we kind of open up with um, with Starkiller completing his training, Sith training, and then he is basically doing what the Inquisitors do, going out there and eliminating uh, Jedi, along with his trusty training dro- droid, Proxy. Proxy. Who tries I to love kill Proxy. him. Proxy. Yeah. Proxy's one of my favorite droids. Yeah, it's a cool droid. <laughs> And then an Imperial pilot, Juno Eclipse. That's right. Juno the origi- Eclipse. Juno yeah. Eclipse. The, mo- the, the model for uh, our main character in Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have our early targets, uh, Ram Koda, who uh, was a general during Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Uh, Kasdan Paradis. Who is nuts? Just sad. He's just sad. Yeah. I love that uh, we have our cast and like Cole and uh, Kit Fisto and Kiati Mundi are all marked as puppets because of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then finally, Shakti, who yep. who we have here. So what do you remember about the, the game, like the actual game aspect of, of this? Well, I mean, the game had a lot of pretty big moments. The start of the book, um, 
where Vader's kind of just tearing through this little village, you actually play as him at the start Ooh, of the game. Nice. And you fight the Jedi and discover Galen. Um, from that point on, I believe you have your first duel with Proxy, which is kind of cool. I think it's... I can't remember who you duel, who he uh, impersonates. But uh, the Rancor battle right before the fight with Shock T is definitely one thing that stands out to me above pretty much anything. Uh, and obviously pulling down the Star Destroyer, even yeah. though it's kind of a quick time event, is pretty epic. Ooh, quick time events. Fun. Yeah. Not really. Like, just press rapidly X. press the X, button X, 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 to X, X, pull X. the... <laughs> Which that is, like, the most de- hotly debated topic amongst, like, OP Star Wars feats. Pulling a Star Destroyer. Yeah. Pulling down the Star Destroyer. Because technically... I mean, a lot of people like to say, well, it just breaks the lore because no one would be able to do that. It's like, well, the Star Destroyer was actually already crashing. It was already damaged, which they don't mention in the book, but in the game, yeah. it's, it's you know, in orbit, in a battle. It's going down, and he just kind of redirects it. He doesn't pull down a Star Destroyer and fight against the engines. It's already heading his way. But uh, still a really cool thing to see visually. It was... For the time, really awesome. Um, we have our final battle, obviously, with Vader, which is pretty cool. The Rom Coda uh, battles are pretty awesome. Shock to yourself was a pretty fun duel as well. You get a lot of little quips from her. Okay, good. And, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, the majority of it's just, like, enjoying just decimating hundreds of stormtroopers over and over again. <laughs> so how many times did you use the lightning? Lightning bolt. Quite a bit, lightning actually. Bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> it was actually one of the most fun uses of lightning in <laughs> Star Wars games. I don't know. It's still nothing beats floating around as the Emperor in Battlefront 2 with force lightning. <laughs> <laughs> nothing will ever beat that. But, yeah, lightning was pretty cool. Um, a lot of emphasis on force push in that game and shockwave and whatnot. And that, I mean, that, that, those are elements that are going to make it fun. Yeah. You know, lightsaber yeah. dueling is fun, but, like, it winds up being the, move the force sets. Is a, yeah. Just like a beat-em-up. Yeah. But when you add the actual little elements in there, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's one of the best implementations of the Force in Star Wars games, you know, other than, like, maybe uh, Jedi... The original Jedi Academy game, and, mm. you know, obviously KOTOR and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. It was definitely the blueprint for uh, Fallen Order, I think. So it was, it was a good time. Good. So we have these battles now. Coda survives. He is blinded, however. He has a vision as they're yep. having their battle and basically sees himself in uh, Galen's future. Yep. And then he jumps off a cliff. Yep. It's cool. Swan dive. It's pretty cool. Uh, Chasm Protus is, is indeed dealt with, along with his statues of Jedi Masters. Mm-hmm. Shock T is surprisingly killed off. <laughs> Yet again. Again. <laughs> and Obi-Wan multiple times. You know, can't forget Obi-Wan. I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about Proxy, because I thought this was one of the more interesting parts about this. So... Proxy imitates Jedi to attempt to fight 
uh, Starkiller. And there are times when we get change-ups of characters that might start with one thing, it moves into another thing. But it's a machine that doesn't use the Force, and this is one of the things that, that Starkiller even point, you know, points out in sort of like his inner monologue. It's like, well, it can't use the Force. It's not Force augmented, so it can only do so much. It will never be able to beat me because it doesn't have Force. So how useful is that training, honestly? I think it's more to just keep him on guard yeah. at all times, more than anything, I would say, and to trust nobody, although it doesn't work because, you know, obviously Proxy's like his best friend. Right. <laughs> but he does want to kill him. It's like, yeah. I will end you. And he doesn't day. really, and he's, he feels like he's letting Starkiller down every time he doesn't kill <laughs> yeah. him. I just think that's awesome. At what point, too, does it just get really annoying to repair this droid? It's like, Proxy, I need you to do tasks, and now I have to stab you in the Now, gut. see, that was the other thing, because there was, and, and just correct me with in terms of whatever you know from game or whatever, but there are parts in here where it almost seemed like, could Proxy actually, in quotations, like really kill him, literally kill him? Because there was a part where he does get, uh, Starkiller does get switched up and he takes like a burn, but it wasn't like yeah. severe. So it's like, is Proxy really wielding a saber at all? Or is it just more like a training blade or something? I would imagine based on all the dialogue that he's wielding a true lightsaber. Okay. Um, as far as I know from the games and everything, he is. Okay, okay. Fair, fair. I, knowing knowing Vader and the fact that he's the one that built him, I would be really surprised if he just gave him a training blade. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it would obviously make sense because the real danger would add a layer there. But it, it was just kind of funny, uh, some of the language just sort of made it seem yeah. like it wasn't quite as menacing as you think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I think that proxies that... Uh, that little interjection of comic relief in a very heavy-handed story that yes. is pretty much perfect. Yeah, no doubt. Because Force Unleashed could have easily gotten really dark and depressing. Oh, yeah, if sure. Without that, so. Another thing we should mention about Proxy is uh, he does uh, kind of like a t uh, communicating device too, where yeah. it turns into whoever he's talking to. Yeah, and he also shows him profiles of his targets. Yeah. Which I feel like that would be probably his most useful trait. Yeah. Honestly. Pretty pretty I interesting don't, The one thing I never understood was why, if he has a database of all these different styles, if he couldn't download a profile of whoever he was getting ready to fight and then allow mm -hmm. Starkiller to spar, essentially, with his target prior to That it. would make some sense. Don't admit, don't make too much sense, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, the fact that a droid can do that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because at that point it's like, well, why don't you just raise an army of Jedi droids alongside your stormtroopers? True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Vader would have made for a much better uh, ally to the Separatists. I think he would have made something better than the B ones and B twos. Oh, I would say so. <laughs> Anyway, moving along here, uh, we do get the sort of, in quotations, execution of Starkiller by Vader. Is mm -hmm. Vader's, uh, uh, well, the, the Emperor's spies. Get back to the Emperor. Like, uh, You're my apprentice, my enforcer. 
You're not supposed to do what the Sith do. Not to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, Vader does take uh, take Star Killer into his secret lab, my secret laboratory ship in space in an uncharted region, where they're also conveniently holding holding old Eclipse over here, old Juno as well, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Uh, yeah, just a casual traitor of the Empire. Uh, Put her on my experimental ship with Star Killer. <laughs> okay. I always kind of. I was just kind of assumed that that was intentional. Oh yeah, to be honest, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, it it, it kind of speaks a little bit more to Anakin, excuse me, Anakin than it does Vader. I think Vader is observant enough to know what's going on around. Like I don't really think that much really escapes Vader, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. And it, it it was obviously very clear throughout the the book that you know there was there were more than just a working relationship between uh, Juno and Starkiller. There was yeah. there was more to that. And I think the the game, from what I remember, actually shows that much better than the book. The book doesn't really give good descriptors of why they start to fall for each other. Yeah, it really it's just kind of like an instant shift. Yeah, because from what I remember, most of their what turns into a relationship is more from physical action than dialogue. It's just like he keeps saving her and they keep getting in these situations. And that's kind of what, what happens kind of like a, a Danny Kui kind of thing, mm, you know, with fair new Jedi order. So, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, anyway, star killer makes his way out of the ship, mm-hmm. kills a lot of stormtroopers. And they kind of go off on their merry way to, to uh, you know, do Start a rebellion. do their own thing per Vader. It's like, just do it. Do it. Start a rebellion. Like, just use the exact tactics that the Emperor used against the Jedi Order and the Old Republic, and we'll do it to him because he'll never see it coming. Do we have, like, programmable commands for our people? No. (laughs) I don't have that kind of pull against the (laughs) stormtroopers. And they're not clones, you idiot. Yeah. Uh. I always wonder, like, now, now, thinking about it, after watching or playing the game and now reading the book, kind of changes how you look at watching the movies. Because, like, don't you just imagine, like, in the back of their minds, they're like, uh, we kind of we brought this on ourselves. We technically started the rebellion that killed us. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it is kind of funny how that happened. And because essentially Vader did cause the distraction yeah. indirectly. And they certainly made it clear through the novel that this wouldn't have happened without Starkiller. I mean, oh, yeah. These people were extremely scattered. They had the the drive, but they didn't have the gumption to get together. I guess the courage, I guess. I I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So we do pick up with, uh, the, the finding of, uh, of Coda Mm -hmm. and then going to Kashyyyk to rescue, uh, Bale Organa. And deal with the dark side because we killed shock T. That's right. (laughs) And then we rescue princess Leia. Yeah, just random yeah. objection for no reason. It's like, oh, 
And he he doesn't oh, he, he doesn't feel her connection with the force either. No, okay. nobody does. Of course not. All right. Okay, cool. Then she ran away really quickly. <laughs> like stupid quickly. We do get our most epic fight in the entire novel, though, on this, in this part. Did you listen to the book or did you read it? I just listened to it. Go ahead and go ahead and okay. tell it. Tell the story. So, so, so the rancor fight. Rancor. Because because someone can't pronounce rancor properly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, after Shakti's death, one of you know five deaths, the planet just kind of. It's like, you know, we're just going to be dark side now. Everybody's going to be dark side. You're dark side. You're dark side. Rancor dark side. <laughs> but uh, Shakti's apprentice falls to the dark side. She has like the alpha Rancor mm. on the planet. And we get probably one of the most epic kills in all of Star Wars with Starkiller just literally exploding its head <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, well, why don't you just do that with everybody? I'm not going to lie. more efficient. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So the, the Rancor, we're saying, can't really be pierced with the, with the blade. Its skin is repellent to the lightning. So why don't you just, like, force choke his little tiny brain? Yeah. You know what I mean? And no, like it re- and no one else has ever thought of this? It really seems like you do some really nasty stuff with the Force. It's like, oh... I'm just going to pop your little brain. Pop. It kind of makes you think of uh, the Scarlet Witch yeah. movie with uh, <laughs> the one guy. Yeah. Just doing that to everybody. <laughs> I am a god. Just everybody's <laughs> brains leaking out of their ears. Kind of <sighs> makes you wonder why Luke didn't do that with the Rancor. Because you just can't go around melting brains, man. Just closing a gate on his spine is better. Yeah, I feel like that's more cruel. Perfect. I'd rather have my ba- my brain explode than a a metal spike driven through my spine. I'll keep just it, me personally. Keep though. that in mind. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, Star Killer is starting to build some trust in this rebellion. Mm-hmm. Coda has no idea that this was the guy who blinded him and killed or does he yeah well that's the other thing (laughs) it's like i'm pretty sure he knew all along all along you know what i mean it's just one of those things where it's like yeah he didn't have to continue to go with him i think he wanted to see he's like see what you're what you're doing like what's up man you kind of blinded me dude what's what's going on why are you trying to be all nice yeah and the game actually does a lot better job of explaining that I don't think that's a reveal at the end of the game. I think that was established pretty early on that he knew yeah. who Starkiller was. It just makes sense. It yeah. just but makes you actually sense. got you actually got true training from him in the game, too. It wasn't just like, oh, it's a drunk guy in the back. He's hung over again. Yeah. <laughs> boy. 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 It would be the reboot of the century. You, you, it would you, be you just can't kill Coda Zeus walking boy. behind us. Now I'm just picturing making a reboot of Force Unleashed, but you're the kid oh as Galen Merrick, and Coda's just lumbering behind you. Boy. Yeah. You boy. Get the dude who voiced Kratos and was also in Stargate. <laughs> Stargate SG-1. 
I'm not even mm, really a boy times. anymore. Don't backtalk me. I, do, I can't tell. I'm blind. I don't know how tall you are. <laughs> I'm blind. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. Are you a boy? <laughs> I'm assuming a lot of things here. <laughs> well, in today's day and age, you can't assume. Allow me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, I guess to move on a little bit. So, we've got some trust building here. We have... You know, some of the leaders, uh, you know, Bale and Mon Mothma and all this, and everybody's sort of getting together behind the Starkiller banner. And Starkiller's supposed to give him a target to make a point. Target Vader. Target Vader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, we go to uh, Raxa, back, back to Raxus Prime mm -hmm. for the 10th time. Back. What were you here for? Uh, just stuff, stuff. Yeah, that didn't yeah just, just making people. making some runs. I I would never have uh, driven a potential Sith uh, Lord over to blind you or anything like that. Oh, okay, sounds good. I totally trust you, even though you're the one who keeps peeking through all the video cameras <laughs> at people. <clears throat> I totally trust the people who haven't told me their names yet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I know that's my lightsaber, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. It's his lightsaber the entire time. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, fun. So we have, uh, we have this meeting on Corellia. We are going to attack the Star Destroyer facility on Raxus Prime, which we then do. So walk me walk me through the uh, sort of the video game play for this because it sounds from the book like this would have been like a really fun kind of stage to do. So leading up to uh, dealing with both our uh, computer threat and the Star Destroyer, it's kind of similar to uh, the opening for Fallen Order. You know, we kind of have this junk planet. Obviously, this is a manufacturing planet opposed to a uh, deconstruction okay. scrap yard, but same kind of tight corridors, scrap everywhere. Uh, you have some battles with robots. I believe in the game you actually deal with proxy beforehand because ah. I'm pretty sure that's in the same area. So you have to, you know, fight the little AI gone rogue thing and save him. And then afterwards you go in and pull down the star destroyer. It just kind of, you open up from these, dark foreboding corridors into this wide expanse where you have this massive space battle which is pretty epic to see and you see the star destroyer starting to fall and you're kind of running out of time you have cody yelling in your ear about you know figuring out how to destroy this plant you're like well i think i'm just gonna pull that down <laughs> But you start having, like, TIE fighters come at you as you're pulling the Star Destroyer down. And oh. A lot of debris starts falling. You actually have uh, panels from the Star Destroyer coming in from orbit and landing around you, oh, which is pretty okay. epic. And this was, uh, was this PS2 or was this PS3? Uh, PS3, Xbox 360 era. Oh, okay. For for both games, uh, I believe. I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm pulling it up on my phone just to watch it. 
you can tell me how wrong I am, but that's roughly how I remember it from like the five or six years. No, probably longer than that since I've played it, to be honest. It looks, worth a... looks pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I see kind of what you're saying. It, it Pulling it, the whole bringing it down thing does seem pretty fast. These kind of just trying to stop it. Yeah, near the end, it's like, oh, too much, too much. <laughs> it's too much. I can't stop it anymore. Uh, yeah. Anyway, not bad graphically. Not, not, not a bad graphic wise there. Of course, these are cut scenes, but. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have our we have our attack, and that's seemingly uh, pretty cool. However, Vader, you know, just being Vader, he's like, oh, I've arrested all your friends and you were never my friend and we just used you to get to them. <laughs> totally all my plan, right, imps? Right, palps? It was uh, me and you the whole, whole time. Papa palps. <laughs> me and you, 100 years. Papa palps and Vader. 100, 100 episodes. Are you sure that you informed me of this plan beforehand? Of course, my lord. We were in it together the entire time. I, I emailed you. <laughs> it must have gone to my spam then. <laughs> it, it was that sentient AI always playing tricks. Well, I guess it's good it's dead then. It was getting a little bit too aggressive. It's kind of creepy, not going to lie. I don't like the fact that people can look like me. Oh, Except for my clones. You're what? No, no clones. Don't worry about it. Speaking of which, cloning. Just throwing it out there for your little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone doesn't know, the, the second game he plays Starkiller again, and he's a clone. Yep. Or is he? No, he's no, a clone. He's a clone. <laughs> it's, it's a Juno's a clone, too. <laughs> Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah, she either dies like at the end of this game or the beginning of the second game. Really? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, I guess past the whole arrest of everyone and blah, 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 we get our kind of confrontation in the Emperor's throne room. You got to walk us through well, it, man. Walk us through. How many force I always thought that was kind of odd because... In this moment, during this fight, he doesn't really let, he doesn't give in to his anger, but he's not necessarily the most powerful Jedi. He's used to, you know, relying on the aggressive side of the Force, so it is kind of ridiculous how much he just manhandles Vader in this moment, other than just the fact that it's a video game and it makes you feel good about yourself. Well, you got to get to the choice at the the end, right? Right. But we do get some... Actually, kind of cool dialogue here with Starkiller being like, I don't hate you. I pity you. And, you know, I, I think I kind of know where you're coming from and everything. And realization at the end after he uh, removes his helmet, you know, what his master has been all this time. And that's where the pity really starts for him. And he actually says he's just going to kill him to release him from his torment. Mm-hmm. But uh, we get some really cool fight scenes here. The fact that he doesn't just you know, spam force lightning right away. 
take out Vader always was kind of weird to me. I feel like that would have been kind of a cool little power trip moment where you're just bringing Vader to his knees easily. Yeah. That would have been a pretty epic cut scene. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I mean, our, our choice here, we either go light side, dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starkiller defeats the Emperor. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. spares Obviously him. not. Not not, not canon, yeah. obviously. But spares him. <laughs> Which is... Because Coda said so. And then the Emperor's like, unlimited power! <laughs> 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 and, you know, if you choose light side, Starkiller absorbs it, sacrifices himself... Code in the center to escape. Um, then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Now, Pretty if, epic absorbing of the lightning, too. Yeah. The way they describe it as he's becoming one with the force. Yep. Essentially. He's one with the force, and the force is with me. Or you could just be a total dick. <laughs> yeah. And kill Vader. Like you were through the entire game. <laughs> you just kill Vader, man. Just kill him. Yeah. And then you're like, kill him too. Uh, nah, I'm going to try and kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets crushed. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's funny because like this whole thing is like severely injuring Starkiller with the rogue shadow. And that kills right. Juno, Coda, and the Senators. And then he wakes up. To become the new Vader is he's like, hey, I've got you some really cool armor. This is like Vader version two. Gotta admit though, it is pretty cool armor. Yeah, it <laughs> is, and that's—I'll be honest—it's kind of a rather silly ending, but whatever. Yeah, I get the point De- of it. Definitely not to be the ending that you were supposed to pick. No, it's just one of those things. Like, you want to make feel make people feel really bad about their decision at the end. It's like we were putting a decision in the game. Yeah, I think we are now. And it was totally on the vein of like the revenge of the Sith tie in game where you have that extra one at the end where you end up killing Obi-Wan and the Emperor and just taking over his full powered Anakin. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It would be funny if like they had little Palpatine pop up. He's like, you're about to make a choice. Do you like the old um, telltale games where it's like Palpatine will remember that you killed Vader? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny as hell. (laughs) Your stock and your your honor in the rebellion has gone down. (laughs) You you get pop-up after pop-up like Mon Mothma will remember you did that. <laughs> Bail Organa will remember you did that. Princess Leia will that would be funny. It's like no. So so Palpatine pops up. He's like, "You're about to make a choice. Do you want to quick save?" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So that kind of brings us uh, to the end, but not necessarily the end of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. There is Unleashed 2. Uh, Unleashed 3 uh, was attempted, and that didn't really go anywhere, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I don't remember the story of Force Unleashed 2 whatsoever, I to be honest. Yeah, I don't know either. And I don't even know if that'd be a book I'd want to uh, dive into. I just like the first game. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I remember 2 was like a bunch of like, oh, you can customize your lightsabers now, have different colors, and you have 2, and you have different armors and more Force abilities, but... 
story? No, we don't care about that. Yeah, that seemed to be consensus from what I've read as well. Now, I, I guess the big overarching thing here is Star Killer, right? So, what what are your what are your thoughts on Star Killer? Just as a, as a character, as a Sith Jedi Force person, I think as a character, he's wasted in the game. Quite honestly, I love the game. I love the concept of uh, slowly finding out that you're not only playing as like one of the strongest Sith slash Jedi, but also the one who started the rebellion. I feel like that could the potential for that could have been uh, it could have been up there with like Rogue One, you know, as a setup. Yeah, I, I, I really am disappointed that he gets shoehorned into these games and is just ignored otherwise because he's a cool character. I mean, yes, he's not a super... He's two-dimensional. I won't lie. He is a bit two-dimensional, but for the time that we get to spend with him, it's hard to give him a ton of realistic character development. I mean, he has to change sides so quickly that they basically just force it upon being Juno that turns him into a good guy, but like we don't ever explain why he even falls for Juno, so it's just kind of rushed. Right. Like it could have been a two-part story. Like that could have been the conclusion of Force Unleashed 2. Yeah. We could have ended on a cliffhanger with Vader's second betrayal. Yeah. And get some character development of just Juno and him together for a while for a second game. And I think that that's really the failing of the book and why I don't particularly care about rating it as a book. Yeah. Um, because they didn't, I don't think that they, and you even mentioned things that they didn't talk about or didn't showcase very well in book form. You, well, it felt abridged. It did. It really did Heavily feel abridged. abridged. It, it did. And it wasn't, but it did. But I, I would be shocked to see how they would abridge this book oh, because it would probably God, be, be worthless to read. Yeah. It seemed lazy, um, and I don't think that it, it particularly tells the story very well. And, you know, the whole thing is you, you want to you build up these characters, and that, that's why there's a novelization, so you can elaborate on some stuff and, like, mm-hmm. actually put some thought out there. And I, I don't really think they did a, a good job of that. And it's, it's sad because then it just looks like a money grab. And it was. I mean, to me, I feel like he just, uh, he took from the, what's the term? Just kind of the PowerPoints of the game, you know? Just yeah. Like, this big thing that happens, this big thing that happens, you don't have to really expound upon it in any way and add to it. It's like even some of the dialogue with uh, Coda, especially when he's having the vision and everything, it's spot on for the game. There's no inflection, there's no... You know, why can't we get into the mind of Coda a little bit? Coda's a cool character. He really is. Yeah. And the way that he survives the Clone Wars is actually pretty interesting. He never trusted the clones, so he yeah. actually had his own ragtag group of uh, uh, mercenaries Smart that guy. fought with him. Yeah. As did, um, oh, what's our other Jedi? The crazy one. He uh, He actually just had a bunch of droids with him. Uh, and the yeah. isolation drove him mad. 
and his grief of not being able to protect the council, which he obviously valued greatly. Yeah, Kasdan Paratus. Kasdan. But instead, we just kind of, because of how the novelization portrays him, we just get the crazy guy. We don't get to see into his past what broke him, what caused this. I mean, it's a story that would have been worth telling, I think, and it's just kind of wasted. Shakti's always been kind of abused in Star Wars, so I can't really say much about her. No doubt. She's always been kind of a throwaway Jedi Master. But, um, yeah, I just wish that this book would have been not quite twice the length, but maybe 50% longer. Yep. And we could have actually gotten some real details. Yeah. Um, I, ma- I mainly, it wasn't so much that I wanted to, I knew this book wouldn't be amazing, but just kind of want to bring up the conversation of what would have been a character worth bringing up movie after movie after movie had we actually gotten a little bit more time with him. I think that this character could have been brought up as a hero of the rebellion just as much as Han Solo could yep. or anyone else. I mean, there is no rebellion without Starkiller. He did start it, and he was the uh, the proverbial spark of this generation. Yep. So kind of wish he'd get a little bit more credit for that. Same here. Same here. A lot of missed opportunities. A lot of missed opportunities to actually be a writer. And who was our writer of this book? Sean Williams. Sean Williams. Sean. 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 <laughs> what was that stupid game movies. that did that? Jason. It was Jason. 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 <laughs> J- Jason. Jason. <laughs> God, what a terrible game. I'm sorry if anybody really likes it. What else has he done? Oh, wow. He did uh, The New Jedi Order, Force Heretic. He's done, yeah, he's he's done. He did all three Force Heretics. Yeah, let me. Okay. So, yeah, Force Heretic, Force Unleashed, The Old Republic Fatal Alliance, which I have read. He's done both the Force Unleashed uh, novelizations. So let me put it to you this way. This just seemed like, hey, we're going to give you an advance and just like, uh, you know, like, like do something. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not necessarily the best attempt, which is a little sad. But he's got some other stuff on the, uh, on the books here, which is, uh, which is cool. So there we go. Yeah. I expect better, though. Yeah. I expect yeah. better. Now, as far as a rating, I don't want to, like, get nuts over it. I would probably put it at, like, a two. It isn't particularly yeah. interesting to me. I think that uh, it's it's literally just a... It's it's not a very good novelization of a, what could have... Could have been really cool, but you never know. His hands might have been tied. He might not have been able to expand, expand on anything, but it should have been better, could have been better. It wasn't. It's a two. Yeah. You don't have to expand on the story crazily. Just 
Make it a little more interesting. I don't think your hands are tied so much that you couldn't have given Starkiller a little bit more personality, maybe a few more inner monologues yes. of what was going on. Could be wrong, totally wrong, but I think it was just laziness more than anything. I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, that's that's Force Unleash and the story of Starkiller. We might dive a little bit more into Starkiller at another time. We'll see. Yeah. But he is an interesting character, and we wanted to do something different. Absolutely. A little break from, well, trying to be a break from all the Kenobi and everything. Of course, we still end up getting Kenobi in it, <laughs> yeah, technically. We, technically. <laughs> yeah. So, but aside from that, we got anything else we need to chat about today? I do believe that's it. Okay. Well, folks, we do hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, we always enjoy talking about Star Wars and, and everything going on. And, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot more to come and you just keep along with us or don't, but mainly do because, Please. because Stone Cold said <laughs> so. And you don't want to stun her or maybe you do because you're like that, but whatever. Follow us on the social at TC plan podcast, Twitter, Facebook, all that good jazz. Uh, or if you want, like if you're super cool or whatever, just send us an email with all of your theories and thoughts and all that sort of stuff or any topics you'd like us just to discuss. I, you know, we, we enjoy that kind of, kind of junk. Uh, TC plan podcast, gmail.com is show's email. And I think that that is about it. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you.